For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and twenty-four-seven customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com. Or just stop by, Granger, for the ones who get it done. Wait, he and pretended to be a corpse. He pretended to be he's a corpse. Got a thing for dead people. He's got a thing for dead people. So, as we shared in our <clears throat> Facebook Live video, we made a cocktail tonight based on the hint. Tell us about our cocktail, Jen. Our cocktail is called the Grateful Dead. Now, I know that the Grateful Dead is not exactly related to necrophilia because I'm not saying Jerry Garcia was into that. Um, it is a great band, but it does have the word dead in it and a shitload of alcohol. So let's take a sip. It's a, co- it's a cousin of the Long Island iced tea. So what's in here? We've got rum. Tequila. Tequila. Vodka. Vodka. Uh, gin. Uh, raspberry liquor. Raspberry liquor in sour mix. So it is pure alcohol, almost entirely. Mm. That's really good. So there's like how many shots? That's a lot better than last week. Yeah, last week was shit. Vodka. Yeah. Hey, if you want this recipe, go to our website, talkmurder.com. And so there's like there. five shots of alcohol in this one drink. <clears throat> and you'll put them on the website, this thing? Yes. You'll okay, sweet. You, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. Facebook page, Talk Murder to Me. Um, also, we have a Twitter, at Talk Murder. Um, so we, if you guys want to keep in touch with mm. what's going on, visit us there. Yeah. Well, this is going to be very dangerous because I've had a couple sips already. And this is if this is like five shots of alcohol in this tiny glass, we are in for a good show tonight, people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good choice, Jen. Thank this you. is way better than John's recipe. John's recipe yeah. is literally the worst thing I think I've ever ingested in my entire life. Well, it yeah. looked great yeah. on Pinterest. And like I said, <laughs> you, you finally experienced your first Pinterest fail. So it's now for our time for our favorite segment. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I think I'm going to stick with that jingle. I don't know what. That was good. I mean, I don't know if we're going to come up with much better than that. Well, if you guys have any ideas for our jingle, let me know. Um, I'm more than open to um, suggestions for that, even though I'm pretty sure that was pretty decent for... Just coming up with it on spot. Yeah, it was really good. So, Jen, you, you you stocked us up on the alcohol this week. Yes, I did. Clearly, with the recipe <clears throat> and the surprise shot yep, that you chose. The Bank of America is really going to question my life choices over the past few days. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the surprise shot, which it's pink, ish, right? Is yes. it pink? Is it red? It's pink. Okay. Oh, it smells like watermelon. Mm, maybe. It's, yeah. I, did you just take a sip of that? I did just take a well, sip. Well, that's not fair. Sip, you take a shot. It just, it smells not so surpri- good. They're not surprise sips. They're surprise shots, not cheers. Mm. 
That tastes like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Yeah. That is oh, yeah, it does. Watermelon pucker. Pucker. Wow. Nice. Mm. I used to have a dog named Tucker. I wonder if they named that after him. You know, maybe. I don't think so. Hey, guys. So I want to give a quick shout out to a five star reviewer. Ooh. And yeah. Um, so this is from Epps the Man. Oh, okay. Like E P P S the Man. And he says, I really enjoyed hearing all about the Bender family and their crazy story. Whoa. Well, thank you. We did too. Thank you for that, that five-star review. Thank you for that five-star review. Ep, you are the man. I just want to give a shout-out to all of our Facebook fans, um, all of our friends and family uh, who are supporting our new adventure. This has been a hell of a ride uh, so far. And everyone, want to give a shout-out to everyone who has downloaded our episode so far, all the way coming in from what, where Where were they? Egypt? Oh, yeah. Egypt? We're getting everywhere. We're shout getting out to Egypt. Uh, London, London, uh, Brazil, Canada, and Australia, Australia, yeah. but mostly U.S. Mostly U.S. Yeah, yeah, mostly U.S. And if any of you guys want to host a trio of fun, adventure-seeking people in your countries, uh, give us a holler. We'd be love yeah, to visit you guys this, and do a podcast. Exactly. There. If you have a serial killer that a story that you want us to do in your location, we'll definitely look at it. And you can send those emails to. Jen at talkmurder.com. Yep, J-E-N at Especially if you're single. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, put yourself back. So How I, far back? May 12th. Oh, that's not too far. That's actually like, was like two, two days, days ago. ago. Ooh. So I told you guys that this show was going to be gruesome. And I spent the last two days researching it, and I think it has made me disillusioned or something. I don't know. Maybe you can give me a psych evaluator because this this guy is pretty gruesome. We know it's a male. If can I, I ask you a question, uh, oh god. Okay, <laughs> what serial killer do you think of when I say necrophilia and butchering up body parts? Oh, that guy, that guy with the who the fridge, the guy with the fridge. Uh, shoot, not Ted Bundy. It wasn't him. It's Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Boom. So tonight we're going to be, we're not doing Jeffrey Dahmer, but he is known as the British Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh. Ah. Oh, do I get to do more British accent in this one? No, we yes. can't because we have British listeners. No, no, no. no, 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 no I no. was already no, going sorry. to. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to our British listeners. I don't want to butcher your accent. I'm really apologetic, but it, I am but it's a, probably going to come out at some point. Yeah, sorry. just let it come out. You know, I have this problem with accents. I love to do accents, but but whenever I'm talking to someone that has an accent, I have this like subconscious thing where I accidentally pick up their accent. Anyway, so yeah, so so that's. But so, please do your British accents I, all through this episode. I really don't want to offend. Anyone. No, it's fine because the majority of our listeners are from the U.S. So yeah, I know, but I don't want to offend anyone. Just you're not gonna. This is. I don't think right. accents offend people. Yeah, they don't offend people. All right. Well, and as plus, long as I'm gonna try, and it's not gonna turn out really good well all you have to do you just have to remember you have to just do it you can't really think about it okay this entire episode you have to use a british accent that's the challenge for tonight this is the moment i've been waiting for my entire (laughs) (laughs) Uh. and 
Begin, John. Jen is using a British accent through the entire episode tonight. I do want to apologize. I don't. I it is a little bit of a Cockney Cockney accent. I uh, accent. I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, so please. You just have to channel like yeah. Hugh Grant from Love Actually. Yeah. Did you know Christian Bale is British? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Are you trying to do it too? <laughs> I'm not going okay, to. Okay, so May 12th. I'll if Jen keeps talking to, to it, I might. All right, May 12th, guys. It depends on how drunk I get. May 12th, um, 2018. Where were you? This was like three days ago. What day, what day of the week was that? Oh, well, 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 first first I went to work. On Sunday? Yep, Mother's Day. I was working, working all day. Yeah. No, no, that was not. Saturday was May 12th. Oh, oh okay. Um, I was still working all day. Okay, so... The guy's name is Dennis Nielsen. He was 72 years old and he died in prison. Wait, wait. This this when? really did happen. He died in prison. On- <laughs> he died like, in prison really, like, really four days. Happen, yes, like four, four days, days ago. ago. He died in oh, prison. Oh, so I'm going to tell his story. And obviously a lot of the victims' families are still living, so we're not going to try to make fun of it too much. But I, I do want to get his story out because he was a very gruesome man. So the serial killer himself died. The serial killer days ago. himself. Was that a little bit of a news update? It was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and you can find. Yeah. So the serial killer himself died a few days ago. So now we're going to tell his story. I'm just going to say that's a really good start to the story. The best way we can. <laughs> we're going to tell his story. What? Oh, are you serious? Do I really have to do this the whole show? What do you think? You know, Jen, I'm just going to slip in and out of it as you please. Well, now I'm calling it in, in it. If you're in it, then just go for it. If you're in it, yeah, you don't have to. You're relinquished from your British duties. A few days ago, the British Jeffrey Dahmer dies in his prison cell. Good riddance. After being denied. That's a more amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So he put in for numerous parole, um, paroles, right? And Wait, he was but denied. Jeffrey Dahmer was also a cannibal. Yes, he wasn't just like. Although I have to be honest, I don't know the Jeffrey Dahmer story. He raped boys. He killed them. He ate them, and then he had sex with their corpses. When was this? Like in the eighties, right? Yeah. Nineteen eighties? Yeah. Really? This yeah. all yeah. So this also occurs in that time period. Oh. So this is the British Jeffrey Maybe they Dahmer. Had a club. Weird. Right. Like fight club, but like murder, rape, and eat people club. So did this dude also eat people? Um I don't think he ate people. Okay. But well, that's I mean that's that's better. That's better. Oh no, it's Marginal. not better because was definitely not better. And I'm gonna get into that. Okay, February 9th, nineteen eighty three is when he got caught. And so he's been in prison for... He's been in prison since 1983, years? yeah. He actually got 25 years minimum. Yeah, right? So, But he kept trying to parole, and then they kept denying him, and then finally they were like, you got life. So he's, Well, it's about damn time. Yeah. Like, you don't just kill people, and like it's like, oh, that's not a big deal. You get 25 years. That's yeah. Fine. That's like quarter of a century. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it, it, you know... That's like how long, almost as long as how long I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, he could have, like... Been out by now. Well, one or two people, yeah, maybe. But he killed 15. Wow. Yeah. That's like, you know what you could do in that case? What? For each person, you could get a uh, carton of eggs. 
and put each person in a little egg slot. Well, he didn't and actually then you get half carton of eggs and have three more people. Well, they had a. It took a year for the officers to sit down with them and go through the details because he could. He didn't know names. He couldn't identify them. Admitted him. to everything. Yeah, he. They actually linked him to all the murders, and and he had to help the detectives do it because he didn't know the names or anything. They were just all a blur to him. So the 9th of February, 1983, he gets a knock at the door. Three detectives. One of them, the chief detective, was named Detective Inspector Peter J. I don't know if they do the Detective Inspector here. I think that's just a British thing, right? Um, Yes. So the British equivalent of an, a detective is an inspector. Okay. Like, like, in, the, like in the Pink Panther, Inspector Clouseau. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Detective Inspector Peter J. knocks on the door of Dennis Nielsen and says, I'm thinking of doing... Open a- up! <laughs> this is the Detective Inspector! <laughs> okay, I he says... That they knew that these parking lot bongs were going to come yeah, in here. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so he says, we're here about your drains. We're here about your drains. We're here... Oh, I can't even do it. What's wrong with his drains? So Dennis Nielsen says, well, when did the police start to care about some clogged drains because the following day a plumber was out there and the, cause the drains were clogged really bad. Uh, and this was an apartment. Like the exterior? No, the, so in this apartment, 23, um, Cranley street or 23 Cranley gardens was an apartment building. There's five tenants living there. They started noticing that their toilets wouldn't flush. Their plumbing's backed up. So, Dennis Nielsen, the serial killer, actually wrote a complaint to the landlord. About the drains. About the drains, which is kind of ironic. The plumber came out there. What's his problem? (laughs) The plumber came out there. (laughs) Yes. This is crazy. All right. What an idiot. Yeah, he writes a complaint. The plumber comes out there. He opens the manhole, and he finds the problem. I mean, obviously, water... Water can't come in and out from the toilet. If there are dead bodies in those drains. If there's human flesh and bone fragments oh lodged into the pipes. I mean, <laughs> duh, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> what an idiot. idiot. So, yeah. Will you stop saying what I'm saying? No. <laughs> so the plumber, okay. You're going to owe me a shot soon. Next jinx is going to be owe me a shot and owe me a Coke. Fine. A Coke? You never heard of that? Jinx, you owe me a jinx, Coke? Yeah, no, that's just a northern thing. thing. The plumber he calls the plumber, and he's full of his own shit. No, yeah, exactly. The plumber is probably in the afternoon. Lifts the manhole cover, right? Because he's going down in there and all that gross, gross sewage stuff. You know what? I don't like manhole covers. I think that they're gross. Except for Do the you videos. Also, just hate the word manhole. Yeah, it is gross. <laughs> the only time I like a manhole video is when they're saving like baby ducklings or something. Yeah. Like, those are cute. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. don't go in sewers. Like, you know, Pennywise could be crawling in there or something. Ooh. He knocks on the door. Here, give me a knock, Jen, with your bongos. So he knocks on the door. All right, wait, one more time. So three he knocks or four? Two. So, no, three knocks. Open up. This is Detective Inspector Peter J. Open up. This is Protective Vatitute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the <laughs> Dennis Nielsen says, how may I help you? I, I'm sorry, guys, I can't do British accents. How may I help you? 
I can't do it anymore. That, that was just mixed with And then the detective says, we're here that about the drains. That? that was bad. And then the serial killer says, well, when did the police start being interested in the, in the drains? The detective then says, well, let me come up to your apartment and we can discuss the details. So all three of the detectives go up to the apartment. And, and Dennis Nielsen, right, the serial killer. Could they tell right away that the flesh came from his apartment or were they like that's a really good point yeah because he was on the top floor Uh and that's i'm not a plumber expertise but that they knew that it was getting clogged from his yeah his pipes his pipes so he goes upstairs with the detectives and immediately they know right i mean there's the smell of dead bodies and i mean they know i mean these detectives have been around. I don't know what dead bodies smell like, but I can say that I don't like the smell of lilies because they remind me of funeral homes. Really? You don't like lilies at all? What about roses? I love roses. Okay, okay. I Lil- love roses. Lilies smell like funeral homes because that's what people give to funerals. Yeah. Okay, so he he tries to test them a little bit, right? So he says the drains were clogged because they're... The plumber found some dead body parts in it. Oh, he actually some like fragmented skulls. So- and then uh, Dennis Nielsen, the serial killer, tried to act like, "Oh my God, that's so awful!" How crazy! In I his had British no accent, idea. yeah, he was like, "Oh my God!" I had no oh idea. my God! I had no idea. I think he said, um, "Well, I need to stop doing this." I think he said first either it was okay, uh, now it's not. I think he said, "Old oh, Jolly" or. Oh, go- uh. oh, golly. Golly. Oh, golly. 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 Yeah, golly gee. I had no idea. Oh. I, I know what that had to do with This is a uh, direct quote. So the detective, Peter J says, quit messing about now. So quit messing just- about now. He says, quit messing about. I guess they say that. I don't know. I don't know. All right, quit messing about. Tell us where the bodies are. Tell us what happened. So he immediately... They thought he was going to be kind of hard to get along with because they knew he killed these these bodies, right? But he was really open about it. He was like, "Okay, there's two dismembered bodies in the next room in trash bag in a wardrobe, and I guess you guys are taking me to the police station. I'll tell you more then." Okay. Oh wow! So they oh. actually go and try to open He's the wardrobe. Not war- even putting up a fight. No, he didn't like, put up a fight. Not even give a shit. No, it's not that he didn't give a shit, but um, he said that. He's kind of been waiting for this moment so he could stop. So he was a serial killer. He knew he was doing all this. He's like, all right, I guess you guys are going to take me in, obviously, right? So he does his Miranda rights, which they're the British Miranda rights. Do they have Miranda? Yeah. They're, okay, so guys, here, this is the British. I just sent you the British Miranda rights. Flour rat chicken, full steak, oh walk, my God. peppers, bacon bits. <laughs> the other text. Oh. <laughs> That was my Cadova order. (laughs) You do not have to say anything, but it may harm your defense if you do not mention when questioned something, which you later rely on in court. Anything you do say may be given in evidence. That was beautiful. I don't know. That was kind of like an Australian mix. So he arrested them, and they said the Miranda rights, right? And then in the back of the cop car... The whole time, these detectives thought, okay, this guy may have gotten a fight with someone and tried to cover it up by killing the body, you know, and dumped it down the drain. Maybe one person, you know, and it's not a big deal. These detectives said, all right, well, what happened? Tell us what happened. And he's like, well, how many, how many victims were there? And the Dennis Nielsen said 15 or 16. Uh-huh. Now, they, yeah. 
So they were shocked because they thought it was one like, or two. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, what? This was not what I was expecting. It's not even like Hang he on. was just like eight. What? It was like 15 or 16. He doesn't even know how many fucking people. Okay. Yeah, it was, okay. he said 15 or 16. It, it so, was later. It was later. Known for a fact it was 15. So okay. I feel like, okay, so I, as we've been talking about some serial killers that have come up in our podcast before, sometimes, maybe not all the time, ser- serial killers have like higher level of intelligence because they're psychopaths. Do I need to be worried? I know. That I, we're higher level of intelligence that we're psychopaths? I'm reading a book currently that <laughs> disproves that theory. That they're higher level of intelligence? That, that, no, that most serial killers are actually lower intelligence. Oh. Interesting. Okay, because yeah. I was going with like, that is I'm a surprise. That is a misconception brought to you by the movies, yeah I'm movies sure. like um, uh, Silence well, of the Lambs, stuff yeah, like that. I was, I was it's a totally misconception. I've never seen that movie. <gasps> Great movie. I told you, I'm cinematically Okay, we gotta watch some movies. Or yeah. Can we watch Homie Glamp? Um, I th- actually, Red Dragon is on Netflix. We I can know. do a movie marathon this weekend. We should. We should also watch Shawshank. Okay, can I tell you how he cut off the heads and boiled them? What? Oh. <laughs> that's like, that's like, that, Whoa, no, I, but I have to be completely honest. You know what the first thought when he said that came to my mind? What? St. Patrick's Day. Corned beef and cabbage. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> okay, so he's in the back of the cop car, and he gets. To, it takes a whole entire year of sitting down with the detectives before his trial, so they can map out how many people he killed and try to identify them. Literally, because he has, he forget. He doesn't know the names. Describe his personality. To yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Okay. Don't so, get too far ahead of yourself. He's going to get mad. I, I feel like he seems like kind of like a crazy dude, like really erratic. I mean, you have to be crazy to boil this. someone's head. A- no, it, yeah. it was actually if more efficient to do that because when you boil, it's like that beef broth you make. Always yeah. look in there and, and there's that bone in there. Yeah. There was meat on it at the time. Yeah. So I know now I'm never going to want you your boiled beef So he was trying food. to stuff these body parts. He it's was flushing. Well, what if it's someone's head? I don't know now. No, it's short ribs. It's just short ribs. It's the short From ribs of someone. So he was flushing these body parts down the toilet. That's stupid. And well, in order to get them like, down you're not there, even supposed to flush your tampons down the toilet. You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. And he's like, I'm going to flush fucking like bones down the toilet. Well, he boiled them first to get all the flesh off. So at least he did yeah, that. Yeah, but it's still a bone and cartilage. Well, like, he can't, if I can't flush my tampons, you uh, can't flush He that. had to get rid of them, guys. Like, okay. Why didn't he just like drop them in acid and have them disintegrate? Drop them in acid. Okay, where are you going to go bones. get acid at? <laughs> I mean, other serial killers find this stuff. I don't know. Okay, you're in the middle of London. I picture this guy to have, <laughs> right. like, like I just I just have this image of this guy in my head of what he looks like, and he does not look like an intelligent man. But he may have, like, Coke bottle glasses. He does have no. glasses. Does he? Kind of like mine. He, uh, no, I in don't fact, picture. I bought these glasses to look like him. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. Should I be worried? Okay, guys, so... When he's at the police station, right, keep in mind, he's very willing to tell every. He wants to tell everything. He's This is something that's been on his chest for three years. He's been killing people for three years. He wants to get it all off. So he's going to, he's telling the cops everything, and, and they're literally trying to go back and figure out who he killed, the names, and everything else. 
Is he telling this based on guilt or is he proud of it? He's not... I wouldn't say he's proud of it, but he is kind of a control freak and he wants the story to be straight. So oh, interesting. during this time when they arrested him, the plumber, or it wasn't the, the guy that owned the plumbing business. It was the guy that worked for him. He went out there, uncovered the manhole and then called his boss, the actual owner. Manhole. The the manhole, yeah. <laughs> so and it's such a funny word. It really is. Like why do we call it that? Because <laughs> men, like I like I don't understand why can't you just call it Because men go down there, not women. When's the last time you see a woman jump down a sewage drain? That's sexist. How? Do you get you want to fucking go down there? I do don't men want to go down there? No one wants to go no, down but, there. No, someone's gotta go down there. Well why so, can't you just call it a sewer? Because the sewer is the system, a manhole is the entrance to, is the hole that a man goes down to get into the sewer. The sewer is system, the sewer itself is a system. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, so he goes down into the sewer and he finds his stuff. And he calls his boss, because he can't do it tonight, it's getting late. So his boss... He's like, it's going to take and he more knows than what it an is. evening to go like take out this elbow that's So here. what he does, there's like a hundred bones down there. Draining the things. And he puts them all on, like, top of the ledge. Kind of, like, in the manhole, but on top of the ledge. Yeah, like, I'll do yeah. this out later. So he calls his boss, and his boss is like, all right, go home. We'll deal with this tomorrow. So he goes home, and, of oh, course, right. they call the, the police because there's there's human flesh and body parts down there. I mean, it's, it's obvious what it is, you know, that's clogging the drains. And during this time, the Daily Mirror... That, oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, the newspaper tabloid-ish. Yeah. They actually approached the guy, the plumber, not the owner, but the actual plumber that was in there. Wait, wait, wait. I'm and they sorry. paid him to I, for his story. So this like the guy in Spice World? Yeah. What? Like remember when he like comes out of the manhole? Yeah. Like the creepy guy. Exactly. The creepy like guy that. in Spice World. Yes. Yes, the guy in Spice World. He comes out of the sewer. Yes, and then the Daily the Mirror. Spice World's back in this episode. Every episode, oh we're God. going to have a Spice World reference, just so you guys know. Because you know what? It really la, la, is. La, la. It's, an, it's a really underrated. They movie. were British, too. They were. That's the whole point. That's the oh, whole point. Sorry, I missed that. And I, I just, I, you know what? I really think when we glamp. We really need to watch Space World. All right, guys. So he comes out of the manhole, and then immediately the Daily Mirror contacts the plumber, and they pay him off for his story. And then, of course, they spin it to the hell house of horrors, the murder house, which, I mean, it was. It was on all the newspapers, all the tabloids, everywhere. And this was before the arrest. This was, no, this was after the arrest. Oh, okay. They The plumber finds the bones. Then the day after, the cops knock on the door. The cops knock on the door. Sorry, were you waiting for me? We're here about your drains. We're here about your drains. (laughs) They arrest them, and then soon after, the media is everywhere. So now the detectives, you know, they've never had this much pressure, so they want to get the story right. And not only that, but Dennis Nielsen, the serial killer, was such a control freak that he wanted every detail to be correct, even though he couldn't even remember half the victim's names. So he was a perfectionist, but not... Yes, hmm. exactly. Interesting. So they start at the beginning. They say, all right, well, you killed 15 people. How did that happen? All right, well, it was December. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, December 30th, 1978 is when the first victim dies. 
It was a 14-year-old. What? Yes. No. Yes. I, I'm what? sorry. I, this is a story. Understand. I'm not making this up. But, like, why do people kill kids? Okay. They're kids. If you recall from episode two, this is a sore subject. For yes. I just don't understand. <laughs> okay, Stephen. Like, they're, just, like, they're children. It, they're so, like, they're, they're kids. It was a boy. Stephen Dean Holmes. <sighs> they were drinking. He was in the pub. Right, uh, he wasn't a good kid. Well, well no, mean, over no, there, uh, over in, in Europe is in different. The UK, they drink. The, the, the yeah. Legal age is eighteen, okay. yeah. so kids drink all the time. Okay, so they were drinking pretty heavily, and uh, Dennis Nielsen, at this time, which I'll get into before this happened, but at this time in his life, he was frequently being seen in these gay bars and these gay clubs, like the Golden Lion. So was he like killing? <laughs> was he killing because he didn't want to be known as a gay man? Was this he was in the closet. He is. He's not. He or was he openly gay? He actually told the detectives because they asked him, "Are you gay?" And he says he thinks of himself as asexual. Huh. He. As this is the type of person that has gay homosexual tendencies, but doesn't want to accept it. Right. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But it well, was December 30th. I don't think that those two, like, oh, that's what he said. That's not, like, your definition of it, right? What do you mean? Asexual means you have no sexual desire. Right. E- exactly. But he said he saw himself as asexual. Yes, but that's had in gay, his interview. But had homosexual tendencies but did didn't not want act. to accept it? Or is that no, your definition? That's he, his, he told the detectives that he is asexual. After doing my research on him um, and reading other people's research, it is very obvious that he was he had homosexual tendencies, but he didn't want to admit them because of guilt. Okay, so I just wanted to clarify yes, for our audience that because asexual he felt guilty. does not mean that you are gay or homosexual and do not accept it. Yeah. It means that you do not have any sexual attraction to anyone. Yes. Just like, to clarify. Like my dog, Stella. Until, that, until that we got humps Hubble's face. Until we got Hubble, now she humps Hubble. <sighs> I try not to think of that because it just makes me sad. I know. December 30th, 1978 is when he told detectives he killed his first victim, 14-year-old Stephen Dean Holmes. They said they were out drinking at a kind of a gay, risque club. Okay. And they got really hammered because at this point in his life, he was drinking heavily. He was highly depressed. So he takes this boy home. To his, a to his 14, flat. 14 How old was he? 14. At this time. No, not the 14-year-old. We already know he's oh, 14. The, the murderer. He was 33 at the time. Well, okay. That would What's, be like you dating a 14-year-old. Thir- yeah, girl. so he was 33 and the boy was 14. Now, did he know the boy was 14? Listen, I'm not trying to defend okay. this guy. No, Why do I'm I not. care? I don't right, care? He takes him I'm home. Just trying to fe- I, I'm sorry. Because that's, that's, I'm just trying to irrelevant. say that that's just, it's just, I just don't understand. I'm pretty sure you'll know if someone's 14. Like 14 is 14. Well, especially for a boy. 17. Like, like for uh, a girl, you can yeah, develop yeah. early. Yeah. For a boy, what was so a 14-year-old doing in a gay pub? Well, he takes him home. In Britain. Yeah, yeah, okay. I forget. I'm forgetting. So he takes him home. It's still not okay. He takes him home because Dennis Nielsen was a great chef. I mean, everyone knew he could cook really good. So think about it. It's two in the morning. You've been hammered all night. 
this Someone random guy is being real nice to you. Cheeseburger and french fries, even though it's not the words to the song, I can oh still sing God. it to the tune. It's just, just a drunk. cheeseburger and french fries. Jimmy Buffett. And Jen gets her song in for the evening. Okay, so I, I'm going to get multiple songs. They go home, guys. And all right, so he takes them home because he promises being cooked for them. It's two in the morning. They're hammered. They get back to the flat because they we're call them flats like over we're there, drinking. right? Not apartments, flats. 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 I'd like to live in a flat. So they they're back in the flat. They were hammered, right? Listen to music. They had that nice '80s music. It's hip to be square. Do, 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 do. I don't know if they're listening. You know, I don't think of it's hip to be a square when I think of '80s music. Well, why not? That's American Psycho. I think that was '80s. Yeah. They have intercourse or whatever. Probably just mm-hmm. a little hand stuff. Sodomy. And then they they fall asleep. The next morning. Dennis Nielsen is sitting there, and he looks over, and the teenager is in the bed with him, and Uh-oh. he's so worried that this guy, his new friend that he met at the pub, is going to leave him like his last boyfriend, his last roommate. Well, they're not roommates. So he's but- so worried about that, that because he doesn't want him to leave. He, he, this he is, takes a tie this is why that she- was on the dresser. And he wraps his tie around his neck and starts choking him to death. Because, I mean, if he didn't do that, obviously the the kid would leave. So he starts choking him, and he thought that he was wow. dead, but he wasn't dead. Oh, so that's a twist. He choked him, and then when he didn't die because he didn't choke him long enough, he filled up a bucket, a plastic bucket of water, and he pushed his head down in there until the bubble <gasps> stopped. And that's how he knew he was dead. Now, let me tell you what happened. Wow. That no, that's oh, that's not the bad thing. Well, no, this is like can I just say yeah, this is ahead. why I don't date I, I I can't stand clingy people. People who are clingy. <laughs> I don't think this is I a don't want yeah, this it to was, happen. Yeah, it's kind of a clingy issue. It is yeah. clingy issue. Like like the, you can't like people who are too clingy. Like, and I'll, I'll show you why. why. That's like, like a red flag. Don't leave me. I'm going to kill you. How's this for clinging? Yeah, stage five clinger. All right, how's this for... A, all right. <laughs> stage 10 clinger. Jen, Jen. Yeah, okay, stage 10. Tell me if this five. guy is a stage five clinger. Okay, he kills this kid, right? With a tie, pushes his head into the water bucket. He's never killed anyone before. Oh, and this is his first oh. ever. This is his first ever. And now he's got this dead body. Oh. I mean, he can't... He's in a London flat. He can't just like... Take it out to the pasture. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Leverage Redemption comes to IMDb-TV, and the con is on and more exciting than ever. The team reunites as they take justice into their own hands, not to mention adding a few new exciting recruits. For this crew, the stealing is mutual. There's no shortage of bad guys, and the con game has only gotten more complicated. Don't miss out on the action-packed heist and discover why crime is fun when you're the good guys. Leverage Redemption, streaming free July 9th on IMDb-TV. IMDb-TV is available on Fire TV, Roku, or anywhere Prime Video is available. Right, um, so he does. I mean, what else does there do? I mean, of course he he washes the body, right? He declothes the kid, bathes him. 
dresses him up nice. What? And then uh, and then okay, puts no, him. No, not what I would no. do if I accidentally and then, killed somebody. Yeah, if I accidentally killed someone, I probably would call nine one one right away. Well, he. He well, he's already what? dead. So he dresses him up nice. He bathes him. He puts a little makeup on him. What? And then no. he puts him on the bed. What? And positions positions the kid like to wait for him. So when he comes home, because he was a civil servant, so he had to go do his day job. And then when he comes home, he tells the detectives he was like, "Oh hey, my day was good." He was talking to this corpse, right? He's like dressing people up and putting makeup on. No, but no, they, I mean no. No, 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 I don't, no, 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 he couldn't just do, he couldn't throw the body in the trash can, right? No, 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 that song. So here's, here's how it happened. How soon do dead bodies start to smell? Well, he started figuring this out because it was another year before he killed his next one. So he didn't. Oh, he waited a year? Well, so he put it under the floorboards. Wait, 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 wait. So he, he did, he waited a year to kill someone. That doesn't mean the dead body was sitting there for a year. Yeah, it is. Just to clarify. Listen, so. was the dead body sitting there for a year? It it wasn't sitting on the bed. He would put it under the floorboards (laughs) and then when he would get lonely, he would take it out of the floorboards (gasps) And no, he would, no, no, he would no, bathe no, no, it. No, no. He would bathe the body no, and then no. dress it and then put makeup no, on because it was no, gone through. No, 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 no. Doesn't it like, okay, hang on. I, I'm just like, putting, uh-uh. no, putting, I'm done with this one. I'm done with this episode. No, 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 no. You can no. do it. No, no, no. You can no. do it. Oh. Okay, so after Jen's little freak out here, which I'm sure we cut most of that, um, doesn't a. So obviously it's gonna smell. So he's bathing the body because it smells so bad. Yeah, isn't it like just like physically decomposing? Yeah, too? it's physically Someone decomposing. Me, no, so someone get me a fucking bucket. I can't. I can't with this one. Garbage I'm done. is over there. So oh. he he tells the detective that when he bathed the body and he he thought of the body as limp and floppy that's what he said after he paved it and then he actually thought it looked beautiful as a human body and then this is what happened no no i'm done i can't fucking do this one this one's just beyond belief i can't do this one no no so anyway okay it looks like you and i are gonna do this rest Jen is out. Jen's puking in the corner. Okay, so he bathes the body, he puts makeup on it, and he keeps he puts it in the floorboards, and then he keeps taking it out when he gets lonely because he's a lonely man. Every time he wants company, and uh, he'll sit there with the body and watch TV and have okay, conversations it's with like it. Not like company, just in a sexual term. Uh, no, there were occasions where he masturbated on the corpse itself. No! <laughs> <laughs> This no. is what happened. So just try to Jen. Try Jen. Jen. I'm gonna no. help you out. No, I'm. Let me help Come you on, out. Jen. I'm gonna lay off the try. murders for a second. No. I'm gonna go back to. I'm gonna. I want you to get to know this guy. We're gonna go back to his childhood. Oh, you're gonna die. Help us figure and out I, why he became the fucked up person yeah. he became. Ow. Okay, guys. I really think I hurt my knee on that one. You can do it, Jen. Jen, would you care if I go back to the beginning of his life? Yeah, as long as we're not talking about... We're going to lay off the murders for a while. All right, this guy was born in 1945, 23rd of November. He was born in Scotland, and he had a really troubled childhood coming up, right, in Scotland. There was one 
there's one figure in his family life that he looked up to more than anyone else. It was his grandfather. His grandfather used to tell him all kinds of stories about the sea and being out as a sailor and stuff like that. So he was really drawn to the open ocean and the sea. When when he was only six years old, remember, his grandfather was his everything, right? I mean, he cared about his grandfather more than anything in the world. Six years old... His family comes back, and his his mom and dad they were really mean to this kid, their kid, right? Mm-hmm. And they they ask him, "Hey, do you want to go see your grandfather?" And of course, he's like, "Oh yes, you know, I'd love to." So he goes into the room, and the grandfather is dead in a casket. Oh, and he didn't even know that, and he Wait. that's the first time he Time saw a, a dead body Time was out. his grandfather. Time the out. One- they asked him if he wanted to see his grandfather. Yes, and then they brought him dead. to his dead. Body. Yes, but he didn't know he was. Dead. He died. He died of like a heart attack or something. They 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 were tr- they were bad parents. That so no. He you saw don't a, do that. How old was he again? Can you he was me? six years old. No. And no. He told you the detectives that. that it caused. What kind of people would do that? That's awful. Well, maybe as part of his memory, he didn't. Rem- didn't I don't know care that he was dead. How it calls. He told detectives it caused an emotional death inside of him. Well, okay. yeah, of course you don't just say, "Do you want to go see your grandfather?" Oh, yeah. By the way, he's dead. No, 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 no. Okay, no. nineteen sixty-one. Okay, he was sixteen years old. He joins the army, the British army. During, this is prior to Vietnam War. Yes. Yes. Wait. This is... Well, yeah, because JFK really isn't even like dead just, yet. Yeah. This is like just as... So 1961. He joins as the a, the catering corp, and he learned... The catering corps, he learned to be a butcher, like he was... Which plays well into his yeah, murder. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, no. so he was, oh he was a master butcher in this the in army, right? Gen. And during this time, he actually developed some sexual attractions to his comrades. And he felt really guilty about it, too. So he's, he's learning he's gay, but it's not well, really he's, a thing He yet. never admitted he was so gay. He's not but accepting. That's, but that's he's not, not accepting it, so that means that he... like, like he, So he's developing these attractions, but because he doesn't he doesn't accept that, that inside of himself, it becomes this source of, um, of hatred like within himself and he doesn't like it, it's something that he doesn't understand so he's not he's so a, is it mostly be, because like being gay especially if you were to put yourself back in the 60s like that wasn't yeah, well, yeah it was very like taboo extremely taboo very yeah. taboo yeah. in that area well you stop using era. the same words as me sorry sorry yep. so he started developing these sexual attractions to his comrade and during this time he started drinking heavily uh, okay. so real heavily and he became an alcoholic and what he would do is he would get wasted, blacked out, drunk, and he would have these, these like urges, not urges, but fantasies, if you will, of his comrades taking advantage of him while oh. he was passed out drunk. What? Like he, he would have these like fantasies of them doing sexual so things to him. He wants them to do. He wants, yeah. And then he, he figured out that. that they would never, they, they obviously, they never done, they never did so that. He's sad about the fact that that's never happened because those are in his fantasies. Yeah. So this plays into his future psychology. He couldn't decide his sexuality, I guess. He is having. But he said he was asexual. Yes. Conflicting thoughts. Conflicting thoughts. Okay. So he get he finally gets out of the military because that wasn't. The Probably life for the him. best place for him. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah. 1972, December, he actually enrolls in the police force. 
So he yeah. he was oh, con- so he has conflicted with his, his own his own identity when he was in the military sexually. Yeah. And then he does he enroll in the police force because he thinks that he enjoys that or does he can enroll in the police force cuz he thinks that's the right thing to do? Um does he like just the structure? He no, he doesn't like the structure. He likes the so he in the in the uh, police force. He was only there for one year, but he was he frequented the morgue a lot to see the dead bodies. No, nope. so in the military he would actually put makeup on his own face nope. and pretend mm-hmm. to be a corpse. He mm-hmm. would blue his lips. Wait, he pretended to be a corpse. He pretended he, to be he's a corpse. Got a thing for dead people. He's got a thing for dead people for dead corpses, right? And that plays out in the future. So he. Jen, you have to be able to give us the psychoanalysis here. So. I, I, I don't have any psychoanalysis for this. All right. So during this time, so he joins the police, the Metropolitan Police Force for with the checkered hats. And yeah, exactly. And he was only there for a year, but he got uh, some really weird enjoyment out of going to the morgue and seeing the corpses the dressed up corpses so he resigns after a year and after that he doesn't have a job so he's on an unemployment and he's getting benefits and he's just living a really really bad life right so when he puts blue lips on him his self like and puts makeup on yeah he's trying to pretend he's a corpse right like I i think similar in terms of like Dresser, you know what he's... I think of that episode of Friends where Joey does the lipstick commercial and he has yeah, the blue lipstick. A little bit. I think a little bit of that, but I also think of Silence of the Lambs. So <sighs> is this guy dressing up like a corpse, kind of like the buff? Is it Buffalo Bill? Yeah, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. From well, South he was. He was. He was just a crossdresser. So I know, but I like kind of get this like weird vibe because he's also this character is also. Gay. No, he's not gay. Well, I know he's not gay, but he's gay if he's taking guys home. I'm sorry. I just like that's the way I have to think about it. So yeah. he's kind of, at least he has gay tendencies. Yeah. And he's dressing like, instead but of it, a car- it's almost like a guilty gay. Like so like, he, corpses. so he, he feels it's really weird. guilty that he is homosexual. So I think he does take it out on his victims. Um, so he joins the, the Metropolitan Police he resigns after a year. It wasn't for him. Does he resign because he wants to commit some crimes or? No, he does. He just, it wasn't for him. He's not a cop. In 1974, he accepted a position. He was at the unemployment office and they offered him a position as a, a civil service officer and he accepted it. Hmm. And he was actually a civil service officer until he was arrested in 1983. Ooh. Wow. So, so listen, Nielsen, he meets this guy, David Galachan. Galachin. All right, Galachin. David Galachin. Like Galahad. Like Monty Python, Sir Galahad. All right, so David, he makes him his roommate, and they're living together, right? Okay. And, ages. huh? Ages. What? Right, is, like, oh. They're just roommates. Yeah, they're That's just it. roommates. The, all right, so Not the detective. F-W-B, they're just, just roommates. Just checking. The yes, detective kept asking him about this situation because they lived together for two years, these two men. Okay. And most of the neighbors and the friends, right, they would assume that they were gay because right. they acted gay as a gay couple, but they but they weren't. They well, they bought a dog, a dog named Bleep. That was a dog's bleep, name, bleep? bleep. Yeah, Bleep. 
Bleep, bleep. If I get the dog, I'm going to name him Gus. And they had a house cat. But they weren't gay. Oh. He never admitted to be gay. So, anyway. Which I get during that time period. But the whole time. Wait, and this wait, is actually this on is video. 1983? No. This is 1974. We're 74. Not there yet. So, yeah. they're home videos of Dennis Nilsson, the serial killer. Because he used to be obsessed with videoing everything back when camcorders were a huge thing. Yep. So he would video everything. So there's there's videos on YouTube that you can see of the life of them together. Okay. And he would pose on the bed. And he was such a... <sighs> well, he was really controlling Dennis Nielsen. So there's one video where... The roommate has a camera, and then Dennis Nilsson is like, no, go up slowly, like like pan in slowly so you can get my feature or whatever. You know, he's just very controlling. Oh. Anyway, they only lasted two years. Yeah. And then they actually had a bad breakup, if you will. Oh. They kept bringing other men to the apartment, to the flat, and kind of making so each other jealous. An open relationship. Yeah, open relationship. Guys. Okay, David moves out, right? So he's getting tired of uh, Nilsson. He moves out. And... Right after that, this was two years before the murder, or about a year and a half before the murder, his best friend, David Galachan, that he loved, his partner, you know, moves out just after all of a sudden years. after two years. And that that was pretty much the thing that broke him. He went into, he spiraled into deep depression. He was drinking very heavily, and he started just, he started just going to all these gay bars and bringing home all these random hookups well, and everything else. Well, he was else. heartbroken. Yeah. And he I would didn't say, want like, to admit after it. two years, like, we've been together for two yeah. years, I'd be, like, a rat. So, the first I, victim... I can't really comment on that, but I can only imagine that it's, it's very hard yeah, to deal with something Yeah, two years with, is a long time. Yeah, so the first victim... I love you. The first victim after he moved out... <laughs> and as a friend. So, it was only two years, right? The first victim that he actually killed... He was still in that depressing state, that depression, uh, that so deep his, state. His so he was like on a rebound. That. Exactly. That's why he killed the teenager. Uh, a weird oh. rebound. Listen, the first victim he killed, remember I told you that he in didn't... He didn't want that victim to leave in the morning? Yeah. Because he was afraid that the... He would leave like his ex-boyfriend. Yeah, oh. he would just leave the house. It sounds like a really, like, really controlling... Like he doesn't like exactly. He didn't want him to right, leave, so control. he made him stay there permanently. Wow! By killing yeah, him. by killing. Wow. Him. Well, I mean, like honestly, I really don't want a ghost as like a permanent roommate. Like, if, like I wouldn't kill someone if I didn't want them to read it. I would just like say, please don't leave. So and hopefully they wouldn't. So like, but I don't want a ghost roommate. Oh, let me just point out one fact. Um, I was looking up. Here's one article. They're all over, but serial killer Dennis Nielsen's house of horrors, London flat, goes on sale for a bargain. <gasps> Where? What's the bargain? Wait, is he in downtown London? It's three hundred thousand euro. Buy that house. Let's sell this house. They've been trying to, to buy. They've been trying to sell this house for years. No one will buy it. I would never. It was buy completely it. renovated. It looks brand new. But, but there were... people have been murdered there. When you're trying to look for a house, you make damn sure you ask that realtor if that house is haunted because they have to tell you if that house is haunted. You don't want to buy a haunted they house. They have to tell you if it's haunted. Yes, they do. They have to tell you someone died there. All right, same thing. You don't want to buy a house that someone died in. Okay, so... So we know the first guy died. So, yeah. 14. So no, Number he... one out of 15. We so that was his first. Go. Yeah, that was his first. No, we're not... So a lot of them were unidentified. But it was a similar situation. Similar. So he would always choke him. He would always go to gay bars. 
He would always bring him back, and he would choke him out with either tie. This one time, he choked him out with a head, a headphones cable. So he was a strangler. Oh. A strangler, but he he wasn't really prepared. I, I wonder if he's like kind of just in general into like the S and M thing. No, he oh. just wanted to kill him. A little choking. He just wanted to kill them. He didn't have any other motive. But he he wasn't a very good strangler because there was a couple victims that actually got away. Oh. Yeah. So the first victim they got away was a year later. He was this tourist from Hong Kong coming over to London to see all the sights named Andrew Ho. I think that's his name. H-O-Ho. Ho. Ho. He tries to strangle this guy and then he doesn't kill him. And the guy fights back and then runs away. If you're going to strangle someone, you better damn as well kill them because yeah. the, what's the point? Yeah, like, the other going to come back to you, man. The, that happened more than once. The other time, so he's actually resuscitated two victims. No. And then they went away. No. So, no, he's here. Let me tell you about no, no. You, if you're going to try to kill someone, you don't bring them back to life just to kill them again. Right, and you only get one chance at killing them. There was one victim that survived named Carl Stodder. But he goes to the police because he went over after they were at a gay bar, right? And he goes home because, you know, he's a chef and th- they want to continue drinking. They got booze. They're going to have fun, listen to music. It's going to be a great old time. Yeah, right? So he gets over to the house. And then, like, in the interview, he says that they did a little sexual stuff, but it wasn't, like, full. little hand, uh, yeah, little mouth. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. So he goes to bed, the victim, in a sleeping bag that was in the other room. So he's he's passed out in the sleeping bag. So you have like a guest zipper. in your house, and you're gonna make them sleep in the sleeping. Well, he didn't bag. make them. There's other beds, but like he, he just he was drunk. You know, he was really house. drunk. He was if hammered. If I was drunk, I'd be comfortable passing out on the fucking floor. I don't need a sleeping bag. Well, it was nice then that he gave him a sleeping bag. Yeah. Well, no, you sleep on a couch. On the floor. I mean, it's probably um, if like he had a bed, then nice, he had a couch. I used to have a really nice sleeping bag. I mean, like, all right, so, so anyway, sleeping bags, I don't like sleeping bags because my feet all get all sweaty and they're gross. I love that. He wakes up. He wakes up in the middle of the night getting choked out by a, the zipper on the sleeping bag. Oh. Completely strangled. He's going for, he's about to die. He can't catch his breath. He's getting strangled by the zippers all the way around his throat. No, no, no. Come on. And then Dennis Nielsen, Dennis Nielsen's right above him. And the, the victim actually thought that Dennis Nielsen, the serial killer, was actually trying to help him out. Of this oh. tangled zipper that oh. was around his throat. Okay, okay. I mean, he was about to lose his breath. I mean, he was killing him. So he thought Dennis Nielsen was trying to get him out. The next thing he remembers is his head being submerged in cold water. So oh. Dennis Nielsen was actually trying to kill him. But he didn't think that. But he didn't think that. And then he submerged his head in cold water. And then he didn't even die. So what? the victim gets out and then Dennis <laughs> takes him to the hospital. <laughs> And so, tells him tells him that he he put his head in the water because he was going into shock, oh and he God. didn't want him to go into shock, no, so he no, put no. his so head this, in the water. So this guy thinks. So I mean, that's like the worst possible thing. Why? You're literally getting murdered, and you think that someone is saving your life, but they're actually He's trying actually to kill you? you. It took this guy a year to you know because how your memory suppresses yeah. things. All right, this guy was like watching a commercial or. A conversation somewhere and the word sleeping bag came up and then all these memories started flooding oh, back wow. flashbulb memory. yeah and then the flashbulb memory and then he remembered everything <gasps> that the guy was choking him Holy then he put shit. his head in water trying he's probably screaming at him like die kind of thing and then what? he got away oh my god and the police didn't do anything about it this was they didn't do anything this was 1980 he didn't get arrested to 83 Holy shit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't so okay. Wait, so like 
approximately how many murders is he in at this point? Um, this was his, his second one, right? No, that was his. That would have been his fourth, approximately. Fourth? Like I'm assuming yeah. we don't quite know. The next one was so after this, and after the so it took a year for the first one. Well, the first one he murdered the first one took a year, and then after that he just started knocking them out. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, so, what was right. his method then? It was Holy. all strangulation, he's, and he's still going to gay bars. Yeah, because I mean, once you killed one, mm-hmm. once you popped, the so fun don't stop. Up, so, baby, baby, don't, don't hurt, hurt me, don't hurt me, no more. Remember that time when we tried to watch Night at the Roxbury, but then the computer like failed on us. Okay, one more, one more victim story. I have a question. All right, go ahead. Do you think that he was? Do you think that I think? Okay, now I'm not going to ask you. I'm just going to put my theory out there. I think that he was probably killing these victims because he hated this part of himself so much that he, was that he couldn't stand it. Like, like if you grow up in Britain, you're probably a church. You probably you're probably one of the um, an Anglophile, and, which no. we're not going to watch no, the royal it, wedding. No, no, but no, it's fine. no, 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 no. An Anglophile is someone who's obsessed with England. That's us Americans. True. He would not be an Anglophile because he's like, British. Truly obsessed. All right, listen. So he was probably um, he was probably an Anglican, a Christian. Um, although you haven't told us what his faith was, but my theory is that he was Catholic. So, sold a lot of guilt. What? I don't think he Catholic was religious at no, all. No, no, but a lot of no majority of, of of British people are not Catholic. I think because like um, Henry the Eighth, he started his own church. That's True. how the Anglican Church started. Um, so the queen and the the current monarch, monarch is actually the head of the church and of the country. Right. Anyway, so he he hated him this part of himself so much that he wanted to get rid of it so much that he started killing these people. That's my theory mm-hmm. because it, you know it's it's hard to deal with the part of yourself that you can't accept. If you can't accept it, then you can't accept it. Yeah, like, uh, like, it, like that's why that's why the uh, whole coming out process. I can assume the whole coming out process is so important because that person has finally accepted themselves, and they're trying to, you know, let you know this is me. Yeah, and that's important. And you know? this is like when you think of time frames, this is not something that was like happening. Right, right. It's not now. In it's like thirty years ago. Right. Okay. This is before the whole it, like like this is before the whole thing was accepted. So so he hated himself so much that he would target these people and and didn't want them. He was afraid that they would leave, they would him. leave him. So mm-hmm. so so it was a combination killing. He wanted to, you know, he he despised himself, and he wanted to control his victims. Like he thought that they might leave him. So, so I guess my 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 theory is that he that it was a combination killing, and he that that's that I can't explain anymore. That's just my yeah. Theory. So let me tell you one more sort of victim story that got away, but then didn't. Okay, and this will be the last of the victims that got away. So September in 1981, he me- he meets Malcolm Barlow. Now Malcolm Barlow isn't at a gay bar. He's actually outside of the flat. Oh wow! And this he's is different than his. MO. He was medically something was wrong with him medically, and okay. he was having like really bad medical issues, like so right like outside mer- the flat, like a mercy killing. No, so here's what happened. 
he sees this Malcolm Barlow and he actually, he's suffering medically outside of his flat right. just randomly. So right. Nielsen being a good Samaritan, he is takes him to the local hospital, okay. like a good guy. Right. The next day, Malcolm Barlow comes back to Nielsen's flat to say, Hey, thank you so much. You could have, you saved my life. You know, I was in dire needs here and you came to my rescue and you took me to the hospital. And then Dennis is like, Oh, you're welcome. Come up and have a drink. And then of mm. course, Dennis kills him and then stuffs his body in the cupboard. Wow. But of course. Yeah. I mean, what a dick move. You just saved his <laughs> life and now you're going to kill him. And he, that's like a, that's like a complex. Call, Isn't that, what do you call it? Same thing. Strangulation. Yeah, strangulation. It's like and then drowning. It was when I was said two or three bodies under the under the floorboards began to accumulate. That uh, come the summer, it got hot, and I knew it'd be a smell problem. Yeah. But uh, I thought, Does well, I'm going to have to deal with the He's smell. He's talking about the problem. bodies under the floorboards. Because the smell yeah, is the problem. More than anything else, and I came to the conclusion it was the the innards, the, the salt parts of the body, the yeah. organs and stuff like that. So on a weekend, I would sort of pull out the floorboards and I find it totally unpleasant and get blinding drunk so I could face it and start this section yeah. on the kitchen floor. Mm-hmm. What's oh. go out, I'd go out and be sick outside in the gardens. Mm-hmm. What, sort of, what sort of preparation would you have to make for that? You mean preparation? Well, I mean, if you were simply to bring these um, young men's bodies into your kitchen and start to dismember them, that's going to leave an awful mess. That so, doesn't leave a mess. Why does it leave a mess? Well, it could, couldn't it? No, it doesn't. No. It doesn't leave a mess. You see, it, when, when people in death situations where a knife is involved, there's a lot of blood playing around. I'd love to stab you right now. You have to stab me. Your heart is pumping away, though. There'll be blood splashing all over the place. Yeah. Funny enough, ah. in, a, in a dead body, there's no blood spurts or anything like that. It congeals inside and forms part of the, the flesh in there. It's become like anything in a butcher's shop. There's little or no blood. So there's no, there's no problem with... You get a plastic, you know these uh, plastic bags that you have, dust yeah. in line, and you ah. slip one of those so it forms kind of a sheet. You, you haul the body out onto the floorboards, put it on the sheet, and then cut it out. So that was uh, during his interview. So he was... During, in 1983? Yeah, after he's arrested, story. he was... Holy they were asking shit. about the smell because he's killed all these people, he but... So nonchalant about Here's this. Here's what he would... This was his wow. modi operandi, his MO. All right, so this was Dennis Nielsen's MO. So he would take... He would find these people at the gay bars, get them more drunk at home, and then kill them. He would stuff the bodies under the floorboard, and then... During the days that he would he would get lonely, he would take them out, he would bathe them, and then he would dress them and like you know talk to them. And there was occasionally when he would ejaculate on them and stuff, but on not, the, no. but not in them. And, yeah, but occasionally. And this interview that you just heard was them asking, "Well, what about the smell problem?" And he said, "Well, he figured that out. He noticed that the bodies wouldn't smell as much as the organs would, so he would take the organs out." Of the body oh, and then flush them. Well, and I know to be completely honest, I couldn't understand what he was saying. But what in the murder no. house? The murder house that he was in when he killed most of the people, the one that's for sale, he would either throw the 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 organs and stuff in a bonfire. This is he, he would throw them in the bonfire or in the garden because his flat at the time had a garden. Okay, the 1981. So this was two years after he started murdering people. 
All right, one year after he started murdering people, he had like five people under in the floorboards of that house as for sale. No. That he would take out on a regular basis. Did you say and, he had five people under the floorboards? Yes. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. He like had a rotation? No, he would take them it's out. It's almost like a ventriloquist and they decide yeah. which dummy they want He would take them yeah. out, dress them up, yeah, and then like he would, he yeah, would no, burn no, no, them no. into no. the bonfire and... And dispose them into the garden. So now, no, and, it's like a no. shell of a, it's a shell of a body at that point. Yeah. Because so like in, the innards are out. Well, I just, I, it's gross. In 19, all right, yeah. listen, the summer of 1981, Nielsen's landlord told him, all right, I'm going to renovate the place. So I'm, I'm going to need you to move. So he didn't want to do it, but he knew he had to. So he brought all the corpses out of the floorboards and he got rid of them. He put them in the bonfire. He put them in the garden. He got rid of all the evidence. Then he moved to his new address, 23 Cranley Gardens, and he continued his murdering spree. Garden, That's Cranley the thing. Cranley this was Gardens. a very, it wasn't as nice. He see, I do have some family the in Mel- All right, guys, so he moves to 23 Cranley Gardens in Muswell Hill. Muswell Hill. And yeah. he was actually known as the Muswell Murderer. One oh. of his names. He was also named the Kindly Killer the and kindly. the British Jeffrey Dahmer. He's in this apartment now. It's a lot smaller. It doesn't have a private balcony like the one that you can buy right now or a private garden like he did. So he can't dispose of the body in a bonfire or throw it in the garden because he's literally in an attic apartment. He has nothing. So if he wants to continue killing people, he's got to dispose the bodies in another way. Right. So what does he do? Well, he decides to flush them down the toilet, right? That's so sad. No he, one deserved to be flushed down the toilet. Well, in that... In the interview, he was talking about he'd bring the body out to the kitchen floor and he would start the butchering process because he was in the army. He was a butcher. Right, he was a caterer. Yeah, caterer. So, and they asked him, well, wouldn't that make a bloody mess? Wouldn't that make a bloody mess? I can't do the British accent. Wouldn't that make a bloody mess? No, that was really bad too. Yeah. Uh, so he said no because, I, I mean, I've, I've never had this experience, but he, he said, said something about coagulation. Yeah, coagulation in the blood. So, so he started. Chopping up these victims, he would chop them up into five pieces and flush their body parts down the toilet. Now, if you have a head or a hand, it's hard to get that down the toilet. So what do you do? I mean, like if you cut people into like carrot sizes, that's something different than cutting into heads. Yeah. So what do you do? You you put them in a big pot and you boil them to get all the skin off. Like that nice Lecrae pot you bought, right? Lake Crusade. Lake Crusade pot. You put them in a Lake Crusade pot, and then you boil them, and mm-hmm. the flesh comes off, and then you can flush them and down the toilet. You get a nice no, collagen-filled no, bone no, broth no, soup no, that's full of protein no, and no, good no, fats. No, 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 Yeah, that's totally. Me. I am not. No, no. Jen will never eat my bone broth soup now. No. The majority of his victims that he pulled from the floorboards, he did masturbate on them. But he didn't macerate like in them. No, not in them. Just on top of them, like a control thing. I know there's a difference, but is there a difference? Like that's gross. Um, I'm gonna say, like I, I do think there's a difference between masturbating on something. Yeah, it was a control thing. If you're a dude, where you're gonna like masturbate, like, or inside of something. Poor Jen. Jen's a strict Catholic, and this is hard for her. The 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 weird thing is, he's living in this apartment, and. He's killed a couple people there, and he started flushing them down. And he's the one that he's actually... Like, he's not flushing down their entire body. No, he's, he's trying like, to get rid of the evidence by flushing down parts at a time. They found thousands of... Un, like, they found thousands of bone fragments in the sewer 
thousands. I mean, He's how many? Like flushing. I mean, how many bones does a normal person have? Like hundreds, Hundred, right? All thousand, the, yeah, yeah, hundreds. So they found all the bones, like thousands of them, in the drain. He's flushing little bits down. Yeah, down at a time. time. So the smell, obviously, and the the weird thing is, is the tenants were complaining because none of the toilets would flush anymore. They were all backed up because there was so much human flesh and human bone fragments in the pipes. He's the one that actually wrote the letter to, to complain to the landlord. He had no idea. So I mean, no, he he knew what it was, but but, he, he, but he's not. A, yeah. He's like not the. He's not a smart guy. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's not like the super intelligent guy that's like, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I don't know. Sometimes when you think of serial killers, you think of the hyper intelligence, like the um, Silence of the Lambs, yeah. like, where he's like super intelligent. He's going to outsmart the FBI. But this guy, he's not outsmarting the police. He's just. Oh, they knew as he, soon as they got in there. They, as yeah. soon as they questioned him, and he, he guy, wanted he, to, and he admitted it right away. He wanted to because it's also weird. He knew he had a problem. He's killing all these people and doing all this weird stuff. But he he admitted it right away. Yeah, he's like he's not even trying. And yeah. the way that he says it, he's it's he he's not quite proud of it, but he's willing to say, yeah. Yeah, duh. Like, this is just how it is. Yeah. He often had uh, fantasies of himself drowning in the North Sea, where I think he was looking for his grandfather, who had been a fisherman. And then his grandfather. Again, before he ever murdered anyone, he would make himself up to look like a corpse and and lie on the uh, bed with the mirror propped beside him so he could see the image of death in in the mirror. The making myself look dead or yeah. it's nothing to do with death itself it's making myself look as different from me as it was possible to imagine so that i could really be convincing as being somebody else so if you take me now then to this first occasion when you have this young man he's dead you have bathed him yeah. but he's, he's he's now me he's now my body in the fantasies yes. and so what do you do with him carry him in uh look him even better I had some uh, wire fronts in cellophane in uh, a vest I put that on him because it enhanced his appearance Mm -hmm. in some way and then what? well I would undress him and so Mm -hmm. he would be there I was in fact what would you what would you do with the body? would you leave it on the floor wrapped up or would you do other things with it? The, the most exciting part of the little conundrum was when I lifted the body, carried it. It was an expression of my power to lift and carry and have control. And the, the dangling element of limp limbs was an expression of his passivity. Yes. So his these passivity. two opposite things, I mean, it was my power and his passivity. The more passive he could be, the more powerful I was. Okay, so he's talking about when the control he he felt when he was taking these corpses and bathing them and pulling them back out the floorboards and sitting them on the bed for two weeks and talking to them, you know he he had the complete control over a human person. So I, I'm gonna go through his psychology right quick. This is what the courtroom doctors. This is the things that the courtroom doctor said. Number one, obviously abandonment issues probably coming from his grandfather's death. Mm -hmm. Fascination with seeing himself as a corpse, 
he would cover himself with um, talk, uh, the talc or whatever it's called. He would blue his lips and then he would look at himself as a dead corpse and then kind of masturbate because that would turn him on. Well, I mean, like, especially, like, okay. Especially his his grandfather was someone that he really looked up to. Yeah. And he wasn't expecting his grandfather's death. They he, were just like, they you didn't, go he see- didn't know, oh, you want to see your grandfather's death? Yeah. Court. Like, he didn't know that he was He didn't dead. know. He had no idea. So that was the last time he ever saw his grandfather. So so he, like, the highest form of himself that he could be, like, he aspired to be similar to his grandfather. And the last time that he ever saw his grandfather was when his grandfather was a corpse. True. So he tried to make himself like a corpse. Yeah. And all the people he had sex with were ejaculated on a corpse. He loved his grandfather and he aspired to be like his grandfather. And the last time he saw his grandfather, when he was six years old, was like a corpse. Okay, they also told him that um, in the courtroom that he had unspecified personalities disorder. He was he had narcissism and visions of grandiose. He was an alcohol abuser, obviously. Right. Yeah. And he also had borderline false self as if pseudo normal narcissistic personality disorder. Right. Well, I mean, like, can I just interject real quick? Yeah. Like, so an unspecified personality disorder um, is when, like, someone, they, they um, develop and um, they demonstrate characteristics similar to um, many of the care, uh, many of the characteristics uh, just demonstrated in, in other care in, in other personality dis- disorders, but it's when um, a psychologist um, or you know a, a physician they can't make a diagnosis on uh, a specific disorder because they don't have enough data to support the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really like a lack of information. So he probably didn't demonstrate enough symptoms to, you know, be diagnosed with a specific personality disorder such as borderline personality disorder or narcissistic personality disorder, um, you know, antisocial personality disorder. He didn't demonstrate enough of those um, symptoms to be diagnosed. So they, they said an unspecified personality disorder because there wasn't, there wasn't enough information. They needed to do more. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't demonstrate enough symptoms. And they needed to do... Um, in order for him to to be diagnosed with something more specific. Yeah. He also said, um, they said, occasional outbreaks of schizoid disturbances, and he was incapable of malice aforethought. Those were the terms that they, the psychology, and we'll put all, we'll, I'll link to a bunch of the, um, the articles relating to the psychology on talkmer.com. Just go to the, the episode four, which we're doing now, and go to the show notes, and there'll be links with, with everything with this psychology in it. So, anything else you want to say about the psychology, Jen? Um, I'm just gonna no. Say, I think we got through most of like the murders in general because a lot of them were very similar in how we killed them. Were there any from like the very end where he got caught? To when he died just a couple of days ago in prison. Um. So the last one. Yeah. How did he die? But natural causes. Yeah. Natural causes. He was old. He was almost eighty. Yeah. In prison. Seventy-two. I think it was. So he died in. I can't like. That's crazy. He died yeah. in prison a couple of days ago, and this is a part of our podcast. 
Yeah. That's so he, it took a year for the, him sitting with the detectives, is what I said, to figure out all the names of the victims, right? And on, and he wrote, he was like, I don't know how many. Yeah, because a lot like, of them were uh, tourists, right? A lot of them were tourists. I had sex with this guy, tourists, I killed this guy. Tourists that were in the gay, in the gay bar. Yeah, I mean, this was London. So remember the one from Hong Kong? There was one London, from Canada. So, right, yeah. Nicole, maybe we shouldn't, like, go to London. Maybe we should pick another place. Okay, so like, I mean, like other than that, like there are a lot of crimes in London outside of there's, that. There's area. crimes in general, but so he's he's in, just in killing. France. Yeah. We shouldn't go to France either. So he would kill strangulation. They didn't die. He would uh, drown them in, until they were dead. After, Which we found out during the last episode is that drowning is not because you're submerged in the water; it's because yeah. your passages just exactly. close up. So in November third, nineteen eighty-three, the jurors. After deliberating for two hours, they you found him guilty of six murders and two attempted murders. That's he was sentenced six? to a minimum of 25 years, but it, that eventually was set to life in prison after, in 2006, after his last more. parole was denied. And after more and more crimes yeah. were found? Yeah, I was just sentenced No, to no, they, they, they that, knew a that one year... He got arrested. It took him a year sitting down with the detectives because okay. he was an open Sorry. book. He wanted, right. like, this guy was all, he wanted to tell his story. I mean, but even, he was an open even book. when we're hearing yeah. his recordings, like, it's, it's, it's creepy. Yeah, it's rare. You, you know, yeah. when someone, when it's someone, really creepy. I feel like in, in our culture in the United States, like, <gasps> like, killers don't often, and I could be wrong because, like, I, you know, I could be wrong. Yeah. But, but killers don't often confess because they want to maintain their innocence until they're proven guilty. But, like, it, it, or it's, they think it's like some just, yeah. Like addition to the scavenger hunt of like oh I did it. Well, or the they're gig, sociopaths yeah. and or they're psychopaths and don't know what what what's you know what they did was wrong. But like it's 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 interesting to hear someone actually admit to their killings. I feel like that's different than the different cases the the other cases that we've covered. Uh, it's interesting to hear him actually speak about it and confess to it. And he, yeah, yeah he was guilty. an open book. Yeah. I mean, the gig was up as soon as they went to the apartment. They knew. He's so flushing, he was. He's yeah. flushing bones on the toilet. Well, all right. All right. Jen Collins, room number three. Rule number three. Did I say room? Yeah. All right. Jen Collins, rule number three. Don't flush human body parts or tampons. Or tampons. Down the toilet. Dennis Nielsen met his death last Saturday, May 12th, 19, or 2018. Can you tell us more about that? Because that's crazy what do you mean well, i just he have just to say it. like no, i mean the, i mean no, 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 the no. whole story itself and how you're bringing this to us is because he died a couple of days ago in prison that's crazy dude no. all right everyone thank you for listening this has been talk murder to me featuring john <laughs> nicole and, and jen Ponds. You just you just intersected my name with tampons. Why do I have to be the tampon? Hey guys, go to talkmurder.com and click on this episode, episode four, to see all the interviews from Dennis Nielsen. I have all the YouTube videos embedded right there on the page, as long with all the psychology links and everything else. So be sure to go there, check it out, and you see photos and everything else. And that is www.talkmurdertome.com slash the body flusher. Talkmurder.com. Talkmurder.com slash the body flusher. All right, thanks.
Leverage Redemption comes to IMDb-TV, and the con is on and more exciting than ever. The team reunites as they take justice into their own hands, not to mention adding a few new exciting recruits. For this crew, the stealing is mutual. There's no shortage of bad guys, and the con game has only gotten more complicated. Don't miss out on the action-packed heist and discover why crime is fun when you're the good guys. Leverage Redemption, streaming free July 9th on IMDb-TV. IMDb-TV is available on Fire TV, Roku, or anywhere Prime Video is available. Leverage Redemption comes to IMDb-TV, and the con is on and more exciting than ever. The team reunites as they take justice into their own hands, not to mention adding a few new exciting recruits. For this crew, the stealing is mutual. There's no shortage of bad guys, and the con game has only gotten more complicated. Don't miss out on the action-packed heist and discover why crime is fun when you're the good guys. Leverage Redemption, streaming free July 9th on IMDb-TV. IMDb-TV is available on Fire TV, Roku, or anywhere Prime Video is available.